Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside-down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, with you in studio today. Many thanks to our buddy Joe Catanacci for producing here at the Big Talker, uh, Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM. Uh, guys, we want to just always encourage you, if you want to go catch an archive of this show, we've got over 200 episodes that you can connect with on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're also on BitChute Rumble. We've got a great Telegram channel as well. And you can, of course, catch it on our podcast, which is podcasted to iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Tons of information and a great asset base of our organization. Uh, this is a show where we walk through principles about faith, of course, wake up our faith. It's kind of a teaching hour, if you will. Um, and Kevin Adams is uh, my good brother, and he brings his wisdom to the table here from his mentoring, our mentoring clients. And so, um, man, we just thank you for being here. So, Kev, happy day, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, happy day to you. We, uh, we've been navigating over the past few weeks um, a lot of different ideas, you know, but th- there's themes and trajectories to all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, last time we talked about how to make a good decision every time, mm-hmm. and today is another how-type show. Sure. It, it is how to navigate difficult relationships. Yes. And so <laughs> everybody close your eyes and picture a very difficult person. <laughs> Well, I know y'all have one. We're going to talk about how to navigate these relationships. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, it goes back to part of the sort of mentoring uh, process. Uh, uh, you know, you have to look at your own strongholds mm. and, and work through that. And then you have to learn how to navigate the strongholds of others. And I think that's even more difficult because you, you can't be as proactive. You can't change the way people are. And this is why. Uh, marriage is such a difficult thing to work through, although we we do that too. So uh, relationships are something that are imperative. We have them, and unless we're the last person on the planet, we're going to have them, and we're meant to have them. So best to try to work through them. Um, And, uh, you know, some are not uh, needed or wanted, but there's a lot more to being able to navigate through that 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 is life-changing and healthy and... um, the right approach. So, I think I think there's kind of also to this uh, overarching statement that we're saying is is that mm-hmm. uh, we have not us. I'm talking about corporately. We have uh-huh. mismanaged relationships or navigated them poorly, yeah. especially as believers, as mm-hmm. followers of Jesus, Christians. I'm going to phrase that, right. and we've done that to a detriment of the character of God. Mm-hmm. And it's time to begin owning up to that and beginning moving forward to reestablish healthy relationships and how to navigate them. And, and like you said, they're essential. Relationships are essential. You can't just off with people, although sometimes you want to. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but, but real quick before we dive into the, the thing, mm-hmm. take a moment to just explain from your perspective what a stronghold is. Because there's a lot of people, I believe, who are naive or blind to the language of a stronghold. And let's talk about that as a second, because that is a competitive thing that's going to keep us from healthy relationships. Yeah, well, a stronghold is, uh, I mean, the the traditional uh, uh, definition would be kind of a wartime spot that you would hold or hang on to or you would have or you know that ground so if you think about the enemy uh think about uh germany occupying france um 
you know, they, they're, it, for D-Day to happen, uh, there was, you know, they had to overcome the stronghold, the, the turrets and the, you know, the barriers and all of the forces that uh, Nazis had in place. So a lot of people had to pass through that. And, uh, and we're very thankful to them today. So a stronghold is an occupation of sorts. When you put that in a spiritual capacity, um, it can be a fortress. Um, but, but the way we're talking about it mostly is uh, an anchor or a foothold, a negative behavior pattern that the enemy has in your life. And they come from traumas typically. But they are negative behavior patterns, and they um, are. You can be the smartest guy in the world, and not know you're um, acting on it. So they kind of float behind the periphery. Some people call it, you know, that person knows how to push my buttons or whatever. And, and so strongholds are a lot of different things in the way they manifest, but they ultimately come from the same place. Right. So I, I like to. Consider it like uh, the enemy can't occupy you if you're God's. He lives in you. Um, but the enemy can persuade you, and it's like having, um, mm. you know, uh, a vessel or let's say a coffee cup with a filled up with coffee. You know, that's the Holy Spirit in the cup. Everything's working. But if you have hooks in that cup, forget the spillage part. Just think about the concept uh, with fishing line. Uh, each fishing line, each hook is a stronghold. So things that cause that we can talk about. But anyway, uh, you may be filled up with God's Spirit. You may have great intentions, and you may be gradually moving into that. But if the enemy pulls on that one hook, mm. you will go off track. And that's what happens with most people. Until yeah. They understand this. They overcome it. So today we're talking about not that so much. You know, we have before, will again, but talking about how to deal with that in other people. Yeah. Because that's really difficult. Well, to, to that point, you know, in culture right now and in, in, in our living life, right, people are like, oh, I'm triggered. That triggered me. Or that offends me. Or I'm offended. Yeah. What you're ultimately saying is there's a stronghold in me, and this circumstance is causing that to explode. And mm -hmm. therefore, if you're operating from that place, you're not going to be in a healthy relationship with that person mm -hmm. because the stronghold is triggered. And so that's kind of just the way that I'm seeing the, that's sure. why. And so stepping into this, let's start mm -hmm. diving into navigating these difficult relationships. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, what is a, a relationship? It's some type of regular, uh, you know, we're just defining this, some type of regular interaction with another person. Um, which kind of makes that your neighbor, you know, scripturally defined. So it can be someone you work with. It can be a relative. Uh, it can be uh, your parents. It can be your children, um, uh, coworkers. Just you name it. Um, a relationship is recurring. You know, it's ongoing. It's not uh, something that happened and it's over. <laughs> Somebody yells at you on the street. Yeah. It's not a relationship the way we're looking at it. Um, so these are people that you typically have to engage at some level and deal with. Um, so that's really the context of how to navigate that um, because you, you, you have to. 
So you, you have to be able to do it in a way that gives you peace, productivity, um, allows you to, to move forward and not uh, get caught up in it, mm. uh, the stress of you know, what, what happens with uh, people who are, especially, especially those who are filled up with uh, strongholds or traumas or mm-hmm. things, you know, they feel rejected or whatever. So that, that's, uh, hopefully that's a little more wallpaper. Yeah. You know, but we all have those relationships, and we have to be able to look at them the right way and deal with them the right way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but most people, if they don't stop and think about this or even understand this, then they just tend to go round and round and round and turns into turd tennis, what I like to call. Yeah. Well, you also, you, you pause for a second and you recognize relationships in your life that are healthy mm-hmm. and ones that aren't. And right. the ones that aren't always cycle back around. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a season where it's oh, I, Uncle Jim and we hadn't really gotten into it lately, yeah. but it's coming. You right. know, but that's because there's yeah. these cyclical repetitive patterns because there's strongholds that are mm-hmm. at work that come back around. Right. And so this is where we have to carry the kingdom mm-hmm. in greater, you know, expression in order to be able to, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny, you, we, we, I was thinking this morning I was, that text that we sent is like, how do you meet people where they are? Right, so so we can possibly get into that, but that's where I see this is like, how do you begin to engage those relationships? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think the first thing to recognize is uh, what is the what's the value of your relationship? Um, okay, and it, it's what it means is you have to go back to kind of um, what is faith? Faith is God's view. Um, that's the whole point of it, to take on God's view, to get to a place where you understand how he sees you and how he sees uh, people. And, uh, you know, I mean, we can pull out the verses in Scripture, but we will get to the same place ultimately. I'm just making it simple. Um, so when you understand how God sees people, flat, you know, flat ground, you're, you're already starting out the right way. So... You know, in a marriage, for instance, um, I think, uh, you know, and I I work with people who struggle with marriages. um, And uh, so one of the things that that I'll help them see or begin to see is you have to begin to look at your spouse. For me, that's my bride as a bride and not, oh, you know, the old ball and chain or there's whoever. And a lot of people have that because they have resentment built up. Mm. But uh, the point is to see them the way God does. So Mm. I see my wife, my bride. Um, Yes, we struggle sometimes like anybody, but uh, uh, I see her the way he does. And that's that's always my hope and heart. And uh, I go there. And when I do that, I begin to see her as his daughter. Mm. And that makes me learn or re- it reminds me that, uh, you know, I must treat his daughter the way he does. And I have to be that. And that's leadership. That's Jesus. So that's one simple mm. nugget. Um, and uh, if you do that, you get pretty good at it. Um, doesn't always work perfectly because, you know, sometimes you just got a headache or you're tired or yeah. you're frustrated, uh, you know, and that's human nature. But um, generally speaking, that is, uh, that's the, the way to start 
So I, you can't overcome the things that they have been through, that they struggle with, but you'll never have a word in or a listening ear unless you're first listening and considering God's point of view. Mm. So that's the first step, whether it's marriage or, or any, really any relationship. That A scripture passage that jumps to mind to me is this idea, I think it was John the Baptist who said it, that he become less, that I become more, or mm-hmm. I, I become less, that he become more, right? Yeah, it was it, John the Baptist. Yeah, so in that concept and in that context, when we enter into relationships, mm-hmm. I become less and he become more is not some like noble you know, Christianese practice of your your habit. Mm-hmm. It truly is letting go of your understanding, letting go of your perspective, and taking up God's understanding and mm-hmm. taking up His perspective. And right. so, enter into the relationship, enter mm-hmm. into this as saying, "I'm getting myself out of the way. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my emotion out of the way, and I'm going to begin to allow God to show me the way He sees this person." And yeah. that's an intentional practice mm-hmm. that you have to do. And reset it very, very quickly in these relationships. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, uh, that's right. And let's just—you know—we don't necessarily need a laundry list of things to get out of the way. God's after your will. We need to take on His will. And we trade it. So all of the things you're talking about uh, to me are—they would fit into that willpower. Uh, yeah, that uh, my will, which ultimately comes back to uh, self-preserving. Uh, thing that we have. We all have it. God gave it to us. It's not a bad thing. It's just not God. It doesn't need to lead us. So, yes, I agree with that. And then, <clears throat> but it, the, the simplest thing is to understand, um, it, you know, and it does say lean not upon your own understanding. And I mean, we could pull out a lot of stuff. But the simplest thing is to remember that to take on God's viewpoint, which is ultimately the goal of being a Christian, uh, one of the main things you are, are uh, assigned to do, but you let him pass through you. You are a vessel. And that's what John the Baptist was saying, uh, a man born with the Holy Spirit in him. Uh, and uh, we let God pass through us into the lives of others. So the residue of God is what pleases and satisfies us, and it taps the desires of our heart, um, but it automatically loves people the way he does because he's doing it now. So we don't use logic or, you know, uh, this for that or, you know, it's not an eye for an eye and all this kind of weird stuff that, you know, was kind of what you could see some of that in the Old Testament. But, mm. but anyway, it's it's you have to stop, slow down, see it the way he does, and you have to begin to see people the way he does. So that, again, I, you know, I feel like I'm circling back through the same idea, but you have to start there and just let that in a bit, you know. And it, it, what if someone's extremely difficult? Uh, you know, you run into uh, how do I honor my parents, you know, and, and those kinds of questions. Well, it doesn't mean you have to agree with them. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to agree with a coworker. You don't. Um, you don't have to agree with your children if they're, you know, uh, adults or whatever. When they're kids, you, you know, you have to... Um, you have a different level of authority, uh, but uh, but anyway, all I'm saying is you have to kind of start with is this a an ongoing relationship or not? You know, when the Bible talks about uh, casting your pearls to swine, it doesn't mean people are pigs. It simply means you wouldn't waste something so valuable on something that doesn't appreciate it. 
So when people, uh, and I run into that sometimes, uh, not, not much because the people I work with and deal with are generally very thankful um, and they slow down and, uh, you know, there's some frustrating moments here and there. But it's, uh, it, it, it's about, you know, saying, all right, there are people. Um, there are people who may have betrayed you or whatever, even in your past. And you have to still engage the connection point. They may need forgiveness. You know, there, there may be a stronghold there. So you have to be free, too, just to back up a little bit. But if you're not wanting to have lunch with that person or talk to them or, you know, have some fake text relationship, then you have to decide that and mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And I think people's hearts crave authenticity. Yes. So they say, I don't want to do that. But, but, but you got to not build that, cut that off on top of unforgiveness mm. because you have resentment yeah. and you're carrying something around. So that's just to back up a little bit. So you have to really kind of put a fence around this whole thing. Who are the relationships that you have time that, are, that you want to uh, or, or you know that God's put there for you to work with? I don't mean take authority over. They could be, you know, a, a peer. It's just uh, you have to either it, – it, it, the title is difficult relationship. So you're going to have some that are just great. What's a great relationship? Um, I, my, my view of that is someone who lifts you up, someone who helps carry your burdens, someone who is, doesn't leave you feeling worse when they walk away. So one of the things I always try to do with people is, is make sure that I leave them feeling better and that they at least a step better than they were. Mm. So, but when people don't do that yeah. with you, you know, you get a critical spirit over and over. You feel down, and it's just destructive. They don't necessarily mean to do that, but that doesn't mean you have to eat lunch with them. You don't yeah. have to. That's not honoring. You know, it's just a waste of time. Well, there's this, there's, there's, there's biblical precedents where Jesus says to dust your feet off, right? Which, which, if you go into a exactly. city and they're not receiving you, right? Dust your feet off. What he's saying is move on. It's it's not yes. on your game. And so I, I'm thinking about a relationship right now like a boss situation where you've got a boss that is just, you know, wears you out and you have a certain level of, um, you know, responsibility yep. as an employee right. to listen to that boss, mm-hmm. but you don't have to give your heart away to right. win this boss's approval, nor do you have to give your heart away to try and quote-unquote save them. Right. At some point in time, if you see that this person just likes being cynical, this person has a lot of pain, and they like to bring people into that pain, you have an active choice in that moment to dust off your feet mm-hmm. and to be kind, right. but not to maintain, and like you said, go to lunch with them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so how does this work? Well, uh, you know, again, if you have to work with somebody, you have to see them regularly. It's, it's, you don't want to, uh, uh, you can, the way I, I look at it is you can either join them in their stress. Mm, that's a good. Or you can lead them out of it. You know, I have people kind of draw circles on their paper, and one side is their stress, and one side is where you're going when I put joy there. So you always have the opportunity to lead people out of their stress. Now, they may not follow you, but you are pleasing God when you do this. And if they don't follow, then they don't, and uh, you can be free. Um, It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt a little bit uh, or what have you, but the bottom line is 
if you you can't uh, regrets are a distraction from forward motion. So you cannot hmm. live and dwell on things that are regrets. Um, God does not condemn you. Your sins are thrown in the ocean. You're free. You're a child of God. You're the bride of Christ, and you're His friend. So you have to live from that place, and that's uh, you know three o'clock in the morning, or three o'clock in the afternoon in front of the the homeless or in front of the the wealthiest. That's Jesus. So you know, it, it's we don't get a pass, um, but we get to do it in the way that we are made and created, and the uniqueness of our wiring. Not everybody you know, wants to sit down in front of people all day long. Some people want to carve wood and never, never talk to anybody. Yeah. But help them by blessing them some other way. So um, it's not a canned answer, but it, it does filter out into the very uniqueness of who we are. So we can't ignore that. But these are principles. So the simple thing is when you are dealing with someone who is very difficult because of a, a host or a single stronghold, you have to know that's why. What's really going on? I'm not going to build up resentment. I see the person for who they are. Help mm-hmm. me see them for who they are, Lord, and work through me in that scenario. It's a great prayer. And he will, and you have to expect that. Now, it does not mean they will follow you out of their stress, but you then are free from it. Most people carry around other people's stress. Other people's stress. And it's, you know, that goes back to what? Fears, the great three big fears. Fear of poverty, fear of death. Uh, and this one very much so applies. A fear of other people's opinions, a fear of the opinions of mankind. Um, and that's a huge one. A lot of people don't even realize they're acting on that. Mm-hmm. But it, when you re- realize that you're here on purpose, you have purpose. It's very intentional, and it's very, very fine-tuned, very brush-stroked out. You begin to get a sense of that, and, you know, there's 20 shows to to explain that. (laughs) Right. Or jump into mentoring, you know. But but when you get a sense of direction, your heart swells up, and you're excited because your value starts to pop out. And then you don't want to be distracted. You don't want to be weighed down by... um, things that just are not productive. And that's the way the enemy grabs hold of us. So we look at those relationships. We try to argue our way out. Yeah. We try to intellectually deal with it. Uh, We, you know, we get violent or we criticize them later or, you know, there's all kinds of mechanisms. But the best thing is to look forward and to say, who is, you know, where is my mission? Yeah. Who are the people that are listening? And I'm going to get on with that, and I'm excited about it. I'm still here for you if you want, but I'm not going to lose sleep over this. And But you took the high road. And uh, sometimes it's really hard because yeah. a lot of times people don't understand. Um, they haven't matured to a place. Well, and they have to deal with it. And they condemn you, criticize you, continue to throw rocks at you, and you're the one, right? Yeah. And that's all we see in culture right now. Right. It's just if somebody you don't agree with somebody, you just criticize them. You know what I mean? If you don't um, share in agreement with me, right. or if you don't support me, then you're you're the evil person, and 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 we bite that, we take that bait mm-hmm. as if that's our responsibility, right. and it's not. Yeah, it's absolutely not. Well, it's counterfeit, and it's the enemy, and you have to realize that God doesn't say that about you, and um, so when people do, or 
even inadvertently or even out when t- things are taken out of context. Um, you know, we just have to go, okay, I acknowledge this. This is not uh, fun or easy. I'm being honest about it, right? Clear. And, uh, okay, what's next? I call it a bank vault with a smiley face, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have to negotiate um, who you are. That bank vault is around your heart. Mm. The things you treasure, the relationship with God, the fruits of the Spirit, the people that God put you on earth to, to work with, to help, um, that's your value. Um, you can't get around it by uh, trying to do it some other way. So uh, I guess what I'm getting at is when you are, I call it a bank vault with a smiley face because you don't have to negotiate, but you don't have to frown and be nasty either. Mm-hmm. This is how it is. This is where I'm going. And if you want to come along, come on. If you don't, that's okay. If you you know you want to go have a hot dog or do whatever you need to, but you don't let someone pull you away from the mission that God's given you. That level of spiritual confidence, though, it will make people unhinge it because they're so insecure and they're looking for you know approval or they're looking for control or trying to manipulate. Yeah, it's that idea of get behind me, Satan. You know, right. when you do that, it weaponizes that stronghold. And that's what causes people to unravel. And so that's right. why it requires even more of a firmness yes. and s- solidarity to saying, you know, I'm, I'm just not entering into that. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to flick you off. I'm not going to punch you in the face and, right. you know, get in, get in the mud with you. Yes. But I'm also not giving myself to you. And that, that, <laughs> that'll get somebody unhinged in a heartbeat. Just be aware. Yeah. But that's not your concern, my point. <laughs> It's, stop worrying about whether or well, not listener come. beware of that. But, yeah, but but step into it. Yeah, right? because lead. You're going to lead or follow. Amen. And if you're leading, all that means is you're following Jesus and or the people in your life that He puts there to help you. And if they're pointing at Him, they're probably your friend. Mm. If they're not, um, it's like the idea of you know I, I got a whole big thing on. Uh, Christ-centered versus Christian-centered. They look very similar. Uh, One's an original uh, work of art, and uh, the other is uh, a cheap knockoff. Mm. And uh, there's a whole lot of Christian-centered. You want a biblical example? Um, Let's go back. Let's look at David. To me, David was Christ-centered, even though, you know, this was forward-thinking. But David had the heart of a Christ-centered human being has nothing to do with his behavior has to do everything with his view of God and his heart. Okay. Cause God can work with that. Christ, uh, Christian centered would be, uh, Ananias and Sapphira, uh, great people working well, you know, got some money and they, they're betting against God. Mm. Their heart is off a little bit. So, you know, we have to be able to discern those things. Well, you're going to work with, or, or the, the, the worthwhile relationship is the one whose heart is in. Yeah. And the other one is not worth your time, or at least to be pulled astray by it. Yes. So we call it a, you know, you're never a doormat. Being like Jesus is not a doormat. Mm-hmm. It's a welcome sign over the door. You know, it, wh- whoever I've encountered, there are people. But I always say, look, you know, I'm going this way. We got stuff to do. 
If there's a misunderstanding, let's talk through it. If not, then I'm going to get on with it. What do you want to do? And we also teach people, who are you? And we want to get behind that mm-hmm. because we know that's already blessed. So this is uh, – you, you can't argue with this. Yeah. But it, it, it comes through uh, – we're out of time. No, no, no. I was just checking with Joe here. We got about three minutes or so. Okay. okay. So, so the point is, is you have to have that confidence. But the confidence comes from practice. You don't have to figure all this out in one day. Right. You have to learn. Well, how do you learn? You learn through trial and error. You learn by prayerfully walking through these things. And I think I'm bringing this up as a title or what have you today because I've been hearing a lot of this lately mm. uh, in, in the work that uh, you know I do specifically. Uh, it, it has been a theme, and I, I see that God tends to kind of speak to me that way. We want to pay attention to those themes. Um, sure. We'll wrap up this first segment. I want to hit a closing thought on yeah. Ananias, Sapphira, uh, and, um, and David. It's interesting. <laughs> David committed adultery and had the man killed, so essentially participated in murder, right? right. And he goes on to continue to be the king of Israel. Uh-huh. Ananias and Sapphira held a little bit of money back from selling some land, <laughs> and they, they died. <laughs> They were, they were, and so when you look at our view of justice mm-hmm. and fairness, it's like, right. well, dang God, you're just evil and ugly. <laughs> but it's never about justice on the surface level; it's right. about the heart. God deals with the heart. That's right. David's heart, even though his behavior was off, right. was there. Ananias and Ananias and Sapphira, their behavior looked good enough, right. but their heart wasn't there. Let that sink in. Just sit with those two examples and let that get in your heart. Yeah, yeah. And remember, David bet on God. And Ananias and Sapphira bet against God, and yes. that's the bottom line. And if you don't have a heart that's lined up with with Him, uh, then you're already toast. Amen. But it's not productive to continue those relationships or to allow them to pull you away. That's right. But the one for David, absolutely, you go all in for that guy. That's the heart. Right? Wonderful, guys. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're coming back for a second segment of Wake Up Our Faith right after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up Our Faith this week. Matt Ham here. Uh, Kevin and I so much appreciate you guys jumping in and listening to the show with us. We've been getting a lot of feedback lately from folks who are listening to the show, regular listeners. Uh, We really love hearing from you guys and knowing that these messages are challenging you, uh, encouraging you, and also helping us move forward as a community, uh, because that's the heart here, is to transform communities uh, by this truth and living this way through our nonprofit uh, organization, innovative charitable movement known as the Life Center. And we always want to let you know, if you want to participate with us in that, just a traditional tax-deductible gift, you can go on our website, uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. You can check out the Life Center link there, Uprint Life Center. You can make a tax-deductible donation. There's other ways you can partner with us. We've got a lot of initiatives right now that we're working out from education standpoint, creating educational resources. We've got some corporate chaplaincy programs that we're doing here in the local community from nursing homes all the way into business organizations. We've got mentoring resources as well as a passion provision initiative where we're helping provide for the needs of those who are following their passion. So there's a lot of ways that you can get plugged in, very specific. Would love to connect with you. You can always give us a call, 910-805-8330. But we also have a corporate partner team that helps with this as well. And they're one of the reasons why we're able to be on the show. 
Um, want to recognize them at this moment. One of them is our good friend Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. We just put an interview with Chris up on our website. You guys can go check that out. Chris and his team are a wonderful asset in the real estate and mortgage industry. 25 plus years experience. Give them a call 910-344-0304. And if you're buying a new home or if it's time to revisit your home and auto insurance needs, um, make sure to reach out to TJ Dunn with Sheely Insurance. Sheely Insurance is an independent agency. So TJ can quote a bunch of different options for you and make sure that you're getting the right coverage at the best rate. Absolutely no charge for this. Another resource and asset for you. Make sure you reach out to TJ at 910-408-0300. Also, our good friends at the Rising Tide Real Estate Team out of the Intercoastal Realty Office. If you're buying, selling a home, looking at moving to the Wilmington area, looking at selling your home and moving out, reach out to them, 910-620-7177. Our good friend Christopher Riley with CapTrust Wilmington. They're in the business of enriching their lives of the clients through financial uh, advice, long-term financial plan. Uh, They they offer integrity and a commitment to excellence in the process. Christopher Riley and the team at CapTrust Wilmington, 910-256-8882. Also, Dr. Greg Veeman at Seco Skin Surgery. Dr. V is a renowned skin surgeon, also a wonderful man, an evangelist, if you will. He's got some great books and resources at everlastingstrength.org. You can give them a call, 910-256-2100. Chad Biggerstaff and his team at Blue Wave Dentistry, located at the entrance to Brunswick Forest, offering comprehensive personal dental care. Actually going to stop by their office later this week and put an interview up with them. Uh, So make sure you look for that on our website and elsewhere, 910-383-2615 for Blue Wave Dentistry. Uh, Russ Simmerman and the Simmerman family founded Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington in 1983, now one of the uh, most respected physical therapy offices in the Wilmington area, multiple locations to help with physical therapy needs. PTServicesofWilmington.com on the web, or you can give them a call, 910-763-8286. Also, Century 21 Swoyer and Associates. This is a family-owned and operated Century 21 agency, more than 30 years in the business. Carolina's largest and most successful Century 21 agency, 910-256-0021. Many thanks to all of our corporate partners now back to wake up our faith. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, a show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, rolling in the studio today. Uh, if you're joining us uh, live on Wednesday, streaming on YouTube, Facebook, or Periscope, welcome. If you're catching this on Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, as I mentioned in our break there, we'd love to hear from you. You can call into the show, leave your question. Uh, if there's something you're wrestling with or you want to get in touch with us about the mentoring services, or if you want to partner with us to help support the work that we're doing in this city, uh, you can do so by reaching out to us, 910-805-8330. Kevin and I are both very appreciative of that. So, uh, Kevo, today we're talking about how to navigate difficult relationships. And uh, through the first segment here, if folks missed it, you can go back and listen. But uh, one of the key things you said is to define what actually a relationship is mm-hmm. and then to define the value that that relationship has for your life right. and begin to see that person the way God sees them Yes. And instead of joining them in their stress, you start to lead them out 
Right. And that is the bank vault with the smiley face analogy that we love so much. And so, um, you know, we've got more to tap into here, so let's kind of keep rolling. Yeah. All right. Well, so, um, you know, we, we looked at some biblical characters, and uh, uh, one of the things we have to remember is our own position. You know, uh, a, a tree that doesn't want to be pruned will be stunted. It will not grow. So we do have to deal with these things, these things, this type of apparatus in relationships. We have to go headlong into it. It doesn't mean you have to spend all your time uh, chasing after people. Um, in, in fact, do not do that. Yes. Um, that is a big no-no, and it's a very, you know, we call it codependent. There's all kind of psychological names but the bottom line is when you chase after people you you lose every ounce of energy and spiritual uh wherewithal that god's given you your value flies right out Mm. so you have to understand that you are unique Uh, we are corporate but you are distinct you're here right now that's on purpose that has a purpose and you don't. God didn't make you and then throw a purpose at you. Mm. He has intention. His will is your purpose. So yes, that gets very specific. But to follow His will, to put it on display through your life, you have to go forward in that. But that includes um, how you deal with people. So you know we call it taking the high road. But think about it this way: if you uh, understand your relationship with God to start, then you recognize and are excited about it that you are privileged. This is a privileged position to be in. Mm. But think about it this way. Um, You are privileged but not spoiled. Mm. So you think about um, people who have uh, means, great means, and the best ones are the ones who raise their kids knowing they're privileged, but they do not spoil them. Mm. Um, and so God is that way with us. I believe our Father, he raises us and shows us that we are privileged. We have a position of value and authority because we're his children. We're his bride and we're his friend. You know, So when we really let that sink in, if you just hear that in a sermon or whatever, you yeah, check it off and... Where's my, you know, think next thing? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that, it, this is where that kind of thinking has gotten us. Just yeah. look around you. And I hear complaints all the time from people, and we, we, we all do. But I just get tired of it, you know, hearing the complaints about it because you're not here for that. Yeah, do it's something okay. about it. It's okay to get it out, and, and I'll, I'll certainly listen to it, and I'll complain with you for a minute. But then we got to get on with why are we here? Yeah. What's our job in this? So that's always got fruit bearing. Honor God, help people, uh, satisfies your soul, the yeah. desires of your heart. We talk about complaint. Um, you know, you, you said complaint is the language of hell, and yeah. we can't live in it. And you've also, I think, I think you said this complain uphill. This this idea of and I, we see I see this a lot within like faith and business what we're doing with some of the business organizations the worst leaders in the world complain to their subordinates yeah it's awful right I mean they're like oh Johnny ain't meeting quota or you know uh, my right. my boss is treating me I mean that is yeah awful 
Right. It is awful. And and so you, you said we've got to get beyond this idea of, of mm-hmm. complaining about it with what does that mean? That means have a vision, have a destination, have a direction, exactly. you know, complain uphill in a certain direction. Let's move right. forward with this. Um, going back to the idea about privileged and spoiled, um, a lot of what we talk about on this show mm-hmm. are the subtle lines right. between Christ-centered mm-hmm. and Christian-centered. Right. You know, it's, it's, it takes a trained eye, you know, to um, discern between a real Picasso and the counterfeit, right? Right. Um, and, and it's interesting. I've, I've heard this before when they when they're studying like counterfeit bills. You know, when they when they're looking at like counterfeit bills, right? Mm-hmm. They become so similar. You know what I mean? That it's mm-hmm. very difficult to tell between the two. Sure. Right. And so that's what we're really tapping into is mm-hmm. helping people discern the difference between privileged and spoiled. And those lines can be, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes seem very blurry right. or you know fine but you've got to understand them if you want to press into more yeah i mean absolutely we 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 have authority we pray from within the name of jesus we are in him we abide in him he's in us it's we have to understand all this we we pray with with expectation uh we don't beg uh, we we complain uphill is simply saying lord this is hard this is difficult. Help me, you know, and that's good. Uh, the other thing is, you know, the greatest prayer is Thanksgiving. Mm. Thank you for your mighty works. Thank you for your your love. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my bride. You will not run out of stuff to be thankful about. And if you are feeling down and you want to feel some joy, then you got to do this pronto because you're privileged but you're not spoiled. Spoiled is sentimental, narcissistic garbage. Who wants to spoil their kids? Mm. So, but yet we have. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, people have. Um, well, that's that's what. Yeah. That, that's that's proving yes, the point. Yes. Is we don't want to, right. but we inadvertently do it right. and go. How did I get here? Well, you didn't pay attention to right. the fact that you spoiled them for years. Yeah. So so going back to the idea of the tree that doesn't want to be pruned, the, the growth is stunted. You, if you are the tree and you let God prune you, you will become robust. You will become this bank vault with a smiley face. You'll become tougher. Um, you'll have a, a bigger, more joy-filled, protected heart. And the Word will live in there, and uh, no one can take that from you. Yeah, This is Jesus walking around, and that's who we're emulating. Uh, but he wasn't, uh, you know... Uh, and it, you know he wasn't <laughs> some kind of you know he wept and he slept and <laughs> he did a lot of stuff yeah. that we do. But when you said a tree that doesn't want to be pruned, I got the picture of those trees in the Wizard of Oz <laughs> that throw their fruit at people. Is that not a great picture of how <laughs> so many folks are? Right? Yeah. They're just they're grumpy. They don't want to be pruned, right. and they're just throwing their fruit at people. Yeah. And I mean, good gracious, that's just right. Awful. Well, I find mostly that people, the people with the right kind of heart, a willing heart, they're ready. Um, they they want. They crave leadership. Mm. And uh, as long as you are confident and speaking truth and from the heart, and you mean it, um, that people will follow that. And uh, so there's a big responsibility that comes with that. Mm-hmm. So you you know you have to. You're, we are accountable to God. 
So, uh, you know, this, we, but we all have this in us. And when we're all doing this at whatever level and center of influence we have, then we can change the environment. Yes. Um, and anyone can. It, it's just, are you willing to go through the pruning, the, the cross that has splinters that you have to pick up? It's not fun, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's why Paul counted it all rubbish. Look what he went through. So getting back to your position, how you see others, um, let's go a little deeper into this. Um, you know, uh, yeah, there's no woe is me. You are privileged. If you have the Lord in your heart, you stand privileged. Mm. It's your place because it's your Father's. All right, so... <clears throat> Uh, and and I love you know I just want to say this real quick I love Jesus uh, response um, to uh, you know this this idea that uh, he could be we could do whatever with you you know um, and at uh, at the time of this sort of trial he went through you know this sort of mock trial mm-hmm. and um, you know and his response is. You can do nothing to me mm. but what my father allows. Mm. And if he allows it, and he didn't say this part, but you can infer this. If he allows it, then I'm in. Mm. Now that is power, Whew. all right? And we have that same power. Uh, and that's why when people throw rocks, we go for peace, not relief. We don't pray for thicker, uh, for, for softer rocks. We pray for thicker skin because we're here to accomplish, to gain, to take back. Um, but we do it the way Jesus does. All right, so um, and a kingdom does advance violently if if necessary. All right, so so think about this in terms of uh, like a parental relationship. You know, if your parents get old or what have you, and well, you know, what can you do um, in in a scenario where it's hard to be around each other? And I, I hear this here and there, um, and uh, you know, uh, what can you do? Um, uh, I worked with somebody whose parent passed away, but the, the greatest thing that happened was six months, seven, eight months before that happened, I worked with them and they learned to do this and have, and they actually had a good relationship, mm. not knowing this parent would pass away, uh, fairly, you know, fairly early and mm. uh, by most people's standards. So what a blessing, but, uh, if you have unforgiveness, then you must forgive. It has nothing to do with what they deserve or talking to them even. You know, some people will say, well, for what? You know, why yeah. are you forgiving me? You don't have to do that. I mean, if you can and it works out great, but you just need to do it. It's like cutting that tether. Yes. Right? So that's this is kind of real quick, but that's sort of one step. You have to make sure that you don't have resentment built up because if you do— um, you're you can't get past it. You can't escape it. It it is like allowing something uh, toxic into your bank vault. So release yourself from the burden of resentment and unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's not difficult. It's difficult because you have to be genuine. Mm-hmm. It takes time. You have to go there, even if you have to talk to God for a minute or for a few minutes, a few times, and just see that person and say it right to them, even if you're not in front of them. Mm. But this is really important to release your heart, um, and it frees you. And, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty much commanded. Uh, so 
Uh, yeah, do want, not let the sun go down on your anger. Yeah, right? Lord, if you don't forgive your brothers and sisters, yeah. you're not you're Forgiven. not in the club, right? So <laughs> it's pretty basic, but uh, you, learning to do it, um, God, there's mercy in that, and and you know, you don't have to worry. You just have to begin to step into. It. All right, so the other thing is you have to make your time productive. So how do you make your time with people that are hard to be around productive? Um, well, remember, go back to what are the strongholds of other people um, if somebody has been hurt mm. in their early life, if somebody has been rejected? Remember, if you're beginning to step in to see them the way God does, he'll show you more. And that gives you a different view. And, you know, you kind of, I call it putting a fence around it. You don't have to spend all day. But you do have to understand your role in this. Your role is to bring light into that scenario. It doesn't mean you got to change them. It doesn't mean you got to do anything. But you do have to represent uh, the spirit of God yeah. by letting Him out into the room, right? So productivity is the goal here. Whatever that amount of time is, it has to be productive. So you're saying don't let it linger on and linger on, linger on if it ends up going nowhere. Right. That's yeah. right. You go into it knowing what your plan is. You don't have to overthink this, but you don't need to go and trap yourself into a scenario where resentment comes back or you're, you know, you're building up something that just it's no good for you. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about a specific relationship in my I mean, I mean we all have stories, right? But um I'm thinking about a specific relationship in my life that was very challenging for me. It's very difficult. And I tried for years to kind of chase this person mm -hmm. and to try to get them to make them like me. And it was always this posturing of, oh, things are good right now. And then we'd yeah. have a moment and it would blow up and it was just weird yeah. thing. And, you know, this was right when we were starting, you and I had just met and mm -hmm. we were starting to navigate through some of this stuff. And I remember one of the gifts that God gave me is he allowed me to see that person as a child. Mm -hmm. And he allowed me to see that person and the fact that that person as a child, simply wanted the approval and love of their father, mm -hmm. and they didn't get it. And so their whole life had been built around longing for this approval from a right. father. Mm -hmm. And now it took on so much new light. I was looking at this person going, bless their, I mean, oh my God, you're like right. my heart hurts. Yeah. Because all you're really looking for is just your dad to come up and say, you know, hey, Right. I love you, mm -hmm. and I am proud of you, mm -hmm. and I'm blessed that you're my son, daughter, whatever. Mm -hmm. And and it gave me a bunch of grace, but it also released me of this burden of chasing this person. Right. And uh, I'm just sharing that from an example. Yeah. Maybe someone can relate to that, use that in their own thing. But it did take me forgiving this person because this person had done some stuff that was pretty hurt my heart sure man. and yeah. so i i just this is this is so essential and necessary to be free otherwise you walk around with this mm -hmm. oh this person did me wrong or this 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 and it changes the whole narrative of your life yeah that's right well and that that's what uh uh being able to see them the way god does god sees us as his children his bride and his friend and if we don't start there then we have no uh traction and um you know, our, again, how do you lead? Well, you lead by going first. Mm. This isn't General Washington with the troops in front and, uh, you know, pointing and, you know, start with the, you know, the drums and, and all this stuff. It is going first. So you lead by example. So you become this person who leads 
you know, by not allowing yourself, first of all, to be distracted by it. That's the first thing. You know, we've kind of talked through this, but uh, so you forgive. You set the stage. You, you, now you become productive. What does this time frame look like? Well, I've got an hour, or I've got to spend a day with somebody, or I've got to work with them. Okay, you go into that knowing what you're going to do and express. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like going to the corner and you see a bunch of homeless people here and there (laughs) over by Target or wherever (laughs) around here. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much of a racket. Uh, I don't think that anybody would debate that these days. 30 years ago, it wasn't. It was a different thing. So, but whatever it is, if you are uncomfortable at the light, uh, (laughs) then you have to plan ahead of time. All right, I'm going to keep some fibers in my glove box, and if I feel that, I'll help. And if I don't, I won't, and I'm not going to think twice about it. Mm, You don't beat yourself up. Right. Yeah. So you plan the productivity. And now let's talk about what that looks like. So what is the simplest need this person has? So if it's Mm. a parent... Or if it's someone you need to be around, or if it's a colleague or someone, and they're difficult. They're always trying to challenge you or whatever. You can always, you know, say thank you and smile and then say, all right, um, I'm I'm going this way and move on. Uh, You don't have to engage that. It does make people frustrated, but uh, that's better than engaging in what I call turd tennis and, uh, you know, all this logical stuff. Jesus did not do that. This is why people listened and followed him because he was uh, very powerful with wisdom from heaven. Mm. All right, so what is their simplest need? So if you're dealing with uh, some in-laws or whoever, you're there to give. Remember, go back to our show about giving uh, is better than receiving. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a roadmap. It's not a suggestion. It is better. So when you are there to give, you have purpose. Now that taps back into fruit bearing. So when you have those relationships that God put in your life, you always be the giver. All right? So walk through that. What is their simplest need? It doesn't mean you got to give them your life savings. It means do they need to uh, be encouraged? Do they need a hug? Do they need uh, something simple? Yeah. Start there, do that, leave when it's time, mm-hmm. and don't be frustrated by how they uh, are reactive. Just know you've pleased God, and you'll walk away feeling good. Yeah. And uh, it works. No, this is this is so good, man. There's so much depth to this, and you slow down. I'm taking a page full of notes myself and just really thinking about the simplest need. I remember back in my days, and you know, again, you you should yeah. do as well. Mm-hmm. But when I was in the insurance business, and you had all these different clients, you knew the clients that were going to be the difficult clients. These are the ones that <laughs> right. they're 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 always going to get you know steamy right. first. And I remember one of the most disarming things is is just in the moment of them cursing you out. I mean, I had all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I just said, whether you believe it or not, I'm here to help you. Right? How can I do that in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, and and if yeah. they said if they said, well, this 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 this, I said that's an unrealistic expectation. I cannot help you do that. But here's what I can do. Right. And it just disarms them. This thing It's just saying, listen, whether you believe it or not, I'm not on the other side of the fence for you. I'm, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. But you could not stay in that relationship forever that way because mm-hmm. they would run all over you. Which goes back to the second point of making right. productive. Yes. And there's times when I told clients it's probably better for you to go find someone else. 
mm-hmm. to do your insurance. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you have to fire your client. <laughs> exactly. Right. So there, there, there's so much wisdom and and just real truth in here. So yeah. um, very, very good. Well, so so think about those simple things, uh, and they will apply to any relationship. Look, here's the thing: um, when you are bringing something of value, uh, it doesn't matter what they do with it. It matters that you are letting God work through you mm. in a way that you have uh, a wiring, a gift, a talent in some small way. And if uh, you know, if you're 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 grandmother or dad or whoever or somebody uh you know a relationship who doesn't see things the way you do then you bring them something that they need if they feel rejected or betrayed and again and i work with a lot of people and uh you know going back and through the past and dealing with things and um you know a lot of the the work uh, is about this navigating their relationships and mm-hmm. so we do we walk through and do a lot of that sort of uh, cathartic thing where we we take back you know where were you uh, when this happened etc so all of that gets back to this place of um freedom for you yes you know and when you're free it doesn't matter what they do what matters is that you've you've left them better and that will win the day every time. And a lot of times what happens, they will follow. Mm-hmm. And it may take a while. Right. And I do this a lot in the marriage counseling is when you want to lead, um, eventually, a lot of times, it works a lot. I say works. It's not a hat trick. But your spouse will follow mm-hmm. the same Jesus that lives in you Amen. when you operate from that place and let him out. And uh, this is God. He he's got to figure it out. So we don't have to be intelligent. We have to be willing mm. and hungry. And uh, His intelligence will pass through us. That's wisdom. Amen. So one last thing about it: we, we when you're leading, you you command uh, respect when mm. you're leading. Uh, when you're chasing, you're demanding respect. And uh, we don't need to demand it. We need to command it. We need to lead. Um, and that means you take the position you're in and you get excited and you start to move forward. You're here to bear fruit. Mm. So as it comes to relationships, uh, you know, think about all of this. And uh, there's so much more. But, uh, you know, you want to raise your expectations of God. This will kind of be the final piece. And you want to lower them of people. When your expectations of people are high, then you automatically lower them of God. You need to flip that around. Just be cognizant of that. Yeah. And uh, like I say, put a fence around it and uh, deal with it, and um, and it works. Um, you know, it really does, and it's it's healthy. So yeah, Kev, so much goodness today. Thanks, my brother, for uh, pouring out. Many thanks to everybody who tuned in and listened today, um, guys. We're here if you need anything. We'd love to hear from you. Info at uprint.life. We'll be back next week for more. Wake up our faith. See ya.